Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time survivor of breast cancer and I've almost reached my 10 years out, which is fantastic. I work at Breast Friends of Oregon, whose mission it is that no one goes through cancer alone. And when I have time, which is not very often, you can find me on social media at I Never Liked Pink. And that's also where you can find my blog. But today I'm super excited because I have two fabulous guests here, Lisa Rhodes and Jordan Heiss. And they are co-founders of a local gym here in Tigard, Oregon called Fit Alliance. And I have to say that it's not just a gym. They are, one of their taglines is more than just a gym, which I love because they offer so much more in terms of personal training and one-on-one connection with their members, coaching a variety of coaches, male and female, who really can assist anyone with moving on after a cancer diagnosis or what they actually specialize in, which they love, which is I'm the prime candidate for people over 40 who have ignored their fitness for a really long time, which is definitely me. So welcome, Lisa and Jordan. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having, yeah, us, thanks for having us. Yes. So I always start off with a little bio. So Lisa, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, outside of the whole Fit Alliance world. We'll get there. Um, well, I grew up in Los Angeles. So I am a California native. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, I do love sunshine. So that it was very, very fitting for me. Um, my journey kind of into uh, this world is, you know, at the age of 14, I think I became a vegetarian in the, in seeking out kind of overall health and trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, and then I started running track in high school. Uh, and then by the time I was 16, I was still a vegetarian, but really was shifting my mindset about around nutrition and kind of really figuring out what, um, what it was to be healthy, which wasn't really, um, the complete idea wasn't there when I was, you know, 14. So that's um, still very impressive that as a teen, you were really focusing on this and the fact that you became a vegetarian and were even thinking that at that point in your life, when most of us are thinking about the next party. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Physical activity was a huge part of, of everything I did as well. Um, and then kind of out of, out of high school, I, um, you know, went to school, I became a paralegal and I was working in me too (laughs) report. It's a, it's a great career. Um, but you know, I think physical activity was always a part of what I did. So I, you know, was always strength training. I was strength training friends, friends were asking to work out with me. I would write programs for them. And so then, you know, years later, I decided that working as in an office just wasn't working for me anymore and went back to school and became a personal trainer. And then, um, from, from there, I actually worked, I found a small gym, similar to what Fit Alliance is. I found a small gym and shadowed and worked under a mentor. Uh, and then she was fantastic, taught me a ton, introduced me to my, my now mentor, who is an athletic trainer. Um, and he was through Oregon State at the time. And um, 
then the gym was sold to a chiropractor and I worked under him for seven years. So most of my career has been under working under clinicians and uh, learning in the rehabilitation world. And it just so happened that the demographic that I worked with was uh, mostly women, men too. They're not, they're not, not included. They're not excluded um, between the ages of, of 40 to 40 to 60, really. Well, and that's really a demographic that if you haven't gotten into fitness by that point and say they injure yourself, that's something they really need is something specific for their age group. And that can help them with the rehabilitation part, or even just the motivation to get started, which is, which is huge. Well, and it can be intimidating, right? If you haven't been in that world at all, going into a gym, not knowing what to do, or maybe having not done it in years. It, it can be really intimidating and yeah, you do rust, you do run the risk for injury. So, um, yeah, so I worked, uh, with the chiropractor and then I think it was in 2017, uh, Jordan joined on the team and we worked together. We actually had met previously at a continuing ed conference, uh, but, but we worked together and then in, uh, 2018, we formed Fit Alliance. And then the magic happened. So Jordan, how about you? What's, what's your background? Oh man, uh, start. I, yeah, I mean, I was always, I think growing up, um, kind of athletic and into soccer, like that's probably where I think the passion for this came from. Um, I doing that since I was like five and then, um, you know, playing sports is probably one of the things that really got me into fitness and, and weightlifting and, and, uh, you know, wanted to be a little bit more competitive, having older brothers trying to compete and keep up with them. Um, by the time I was like 12 or 13, I, I really started getting more serious about fitness, got my first gym membership and I got into fasting, I guess, before it was the cool Before thing. it was cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and, and yeah, uh, I didn't go, I did go vegetarian and vegan for a short period of time, but that wasn't like, you know, an intention. I was just trying to, I wanted to try it out for a little bit. Um, I, I do eat more of a plant-based diet for the most part, but, um, I think after that seeing, um, family, you know, uh, we'll talk about this, I'm sure at some point, you know, uh, just, just family health history, you know, mm -hmm. definitely, um, you know, a lot of overweight, a lot of chronic health, um, issues in my family that, that, uh, I saw and a lot of people passed away from, you know, things that are preventable. So, um, seeing that, um, seeing my mother deal with autoimmune conditions, um, being an athlete, I kind of, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. And so I kind of, I went down that route in school. Um, I became a personal trainer actually at 18. I was probably the, the first like job in the industry, uh, doing some group classes and some personal training. And then I uh, went to Oregon State and um, got exercise, a degree in exercise and sports science and started doing post rehab there. And that's where I got really serious about exercise sports science. I, I actually had a back injury uh, a couple months before I started at Oregon State. So I Moved up from oh. Los Angeles. Um, I grew up there too. Uh, uh, so we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that also. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to Oregon State for a couple of years and uh, met my mentor there who, that's how I actually got the job over at, uh, with, working with Lisa, Lisa at Clinic Fit. The time was through Guido, our mentor, and he let me know about an opportunity that was opening up because one of the other trainers was moving out of uh, state. And so... Um, all the training that I had experience with post rehab came in really handy working with a lot of the same clientele, mostly, you know, adults 40 plus, a lot of them have 
something going on, aches or pains at least a little bit. And some, we work with a lot of people with joint replacements. So, um, and then I would say probably about 15% of our, our clientele right now at Fit Alliance um, are cancer survivors. And so, you know, we have a little bit of experience working with that as well. I love that. And we will get into this a little bit later, but last year, uh, Fit Alliance, you guys put on a community event for Breast Friends and are doing another one this year on October 1st, but we will get there. So why did you two, so you were obviously working together, you're both very passionate about fitness and had seen a lot of people who really benefit from it. What made you decide like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take this giant leap and go out and we're going to, we're going to do our own thing. Good question. Yeah. I think, I think some of it, um, is an opportunity was presented to us, you know, so part of it is luck of, you know, timing. Um, I think part of it also is, you know, definitely seeking continual growth in the industry and trying to find other ways to create uh, sustainable careers for ourselves and for other people in the industry. And so um, I really think that, so the, um, the way we started, so I'll actually share what our, our mission is with you or our actual purpose. Of yes, please. That kind of, um, I think, helps, um, you know, understand a little bit more where we're coming from. So um, I think our, our purpose is continual growth from past experiences and, and innovation. And so that's, that's how we were founded was um, an opportunity to continue to grow um, when the last gym decided to close. And through hard work and persistence, Lisa and I were at a place where we were actually able to take on that opportunity. And obviously we got lucky that there was, you know, that opportunity presented itself. And so about 25 uh, members from that gym as it closed, they were there to support us. And we were able to keep the community together to start um, or create a, a new building or facility for them to, for us to house the community. In. And so um, learning from the past community leaders mistakes, but also taking what was very successful and people enjoyed and carrying that going forward is uh, part of that, uh, that mission. And, um, you know, during COVID, I think it was pretty amazing. Our member, well, actually, let's take it back before COVID, when we were first building the place out, um, a lot of our members helped us, you know, individuals with skills to help us put the tile floor down, glue the rubber floors, paint the walls, all that stuff was done by us and um, our coaching staff, Eric, our head coach and some of our members that helped us out. So um, that's, you know, I don't think we would have been able to pull together without all those resources at the time. That's when you know you've built an amazing community of people that number one, come with you when you're like, hey, this place is closing, but they're like, take a chance on us and come come with us. And then they're like doing construction work. I mean, that is amazing because no one wants to do construction work or help people move. So you you two have obviously developed a family in the gym. Absolutely. And that, and they are actually the reason that we kind of took the leap, right? They were, they knew the gym was closing. They were, where are you going? And like, we, we can't leave them stranded. We need to do something. Um, I actually, we both still have some of our first, I have my very first training clients are still with us. They're, they're still with us. They've been with me for how many years? Over 10, 12, can't remember how many years it's been, but Quite quite a while, and they you know they are the ones that are still our number one cheerleaders and and supporters. So that that is a huge sign of success. Now you two are obviously so passionate about fitness, and what what really what drives you to continue doing this? I mean, it, yes, it's been your you know your your life for so long, but 
fitness and physical health, which also leads to better mental and emotional health. You guys are really providing the whole thing, but what, what continues to drive you? You know, your answer. Well, I think, I think, yeah, my answer is um, just knowing that, you know, the health of everyone and just knowing what minimal lifestyle changes can do um, for someone's health is really what in educating people on that and, and knowing that it's not, um, you know, a complete overhaul of their life, but just even little bitty changes can, can add to their longevity. And I think that's really important uh, for me to share. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Similar. I think it's also changed over time being in the industry. I definitely think the thing that got me into it and probably what gave me the most um, fulfillment was seeing perceptions of clients' ability levels change as they progress. And, you know, they start off with a, a goal of, I just want to be able to, uh, you know, be out of pain and get, you know, roll over the, in the bed in the morning and not have my back hurt and stuff like that. And then it becomes, I want to go downhill skiing. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. So those are cool to see. Um, I think as, as we've progressed in our careers and have developed an organization what now where we're um, not only responsible for the community, but also a team of individuals that help um, take care of that community. Um, my passion is growing into, and I think this thing that really um, keeps me going a lot is developing sustainable careers for other people in this industry, mm -hmm. developing our team and ability for growth for them to be able to not burn out in a year like the, that's the average personal training life cycle is a year that's wow i've that well i'm not familiar with very many personal trainers but that seems a little crazy yeah <laughs> yeah that because it because you're just giving so much of your all to other people that you're like okay i can't do it anymore is that something like that a few reasons yeah there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a little barrier to entry and so you know at, at our gym we take it pretty seriously and we always talk about qualified versus certified and a lot of people can get a certification. Um, I think that it is a lot that you pour into your clients and there can be a little bit of a burnout. Um, I also think that some of the education curriculum and the way that uh, people get guided in the industry could be changed a little bit to, to help individuals out a little bit more, teach more business and financial acumen and, uh, and teach more systematic ways of, of doing things that are, that are proven. So um, you know, the, the mentorship process works really well for this industry, but a lot of people don't go through it. Yeah. Well, you guys both mentioned mentors. So that seems like a very, a huge part of where you're at at this point. And Lisa, you said you still have a mentor. Now you have a multiple, many other coaches that work um, with you guys. And how, how did you assemble that team and with their backgrounds? And do you work as mentors to them? Absolutely. Yeah. So we were, we were actually instructors um, at a personal training school that was located locally. And um, from there, we developed an internship program. And so we have our head coach actually was part of that internship. He was one of our first interns. Uh, we also, a he that. was a student before that and then an intern for us. And uh, he actually helped us lay some of the flooring down as well. <laughs> um, and then we have an internship program through PCC uh, and Oregon State. So, so we really like to educate uh, up and coming trainers. 
Yes, they might have their certifications, but as you said, they have to be qualified. And you, um, looking at your website, I know you have you have a variety of men and women. So if someone comes in and says, "I want a a male, I prefer a male coach," and obviously that's something that you guys can accommodate for whatever reason. Absolutely. And since you're so passionate about this, I'm assuming that you two still do some of the personal coaching and training yourselves, not just being the bosses. Oh yeah. Yep. We're still on the floor pretty regularly. Yeah. We, and we, um, at this point, we still are small enough and able to know all of our members. And, um, you know, at this moment I do all of the onboarding or initial assessments when individuals come into our facility, I sit down with them talk about their goals, start to build a program out for them, look at lifestyle factors that we can modify. And then we do a very thorough movement assessment with everybody to make sure that we're there, we're clearing um, or screening to see if there's any pain with movement, any restrictions in range of motion. Um, if we have any areas that need maybe isolated strengthening, we can look at that type of stuff and start to uh, build a roadmap and a program that's going to be tailored to where that person is ability level wise, where they're starting out. So a very uh, individualized approach. So we can, you know, especially we talk about um, post cancer and some of those treatments can make you pretty fatigued. And so if you're getting reconditioned, we had a lady uh, post breast cancer and um, started training with her. We got to start off really low volume, meaning not doing um, a ton of weight and a ton of reps and sets and build it back really slowly to get reconditioned. So, you know, it's a lot of specific considerations uh, when it comes to exercise. Yeah. My personal assessment would take a long time. That's for sure. Because of my, my multiple surgeries and my pain from my cancer medication. And, um, I'm, you know, trying to figure that out myself, but I, I appreciate the, the really individualized assessments and follow-up because I'm assuming that, um, at Fit Alliance, you guys do, you do one-on-one, but then you also do small groups. Is that correct? That's yep. correct. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we're obviously not coaching all of the sessions, but even on the small group, um, I'll do the intake. Lisa will do very similar for nutrition. So that's included in everything is um, our, making sure that we're um, actually able to get results. If we don't look at the nutrition, not getting results. Um, and, and so even the people in the small group, um, which is six people or less per coach, um, we still have a lot of uh, touch with them, contact points, and um, we can help them by overseeing the program, even if we're not necessarily coaching each um, session. And, um, we're available in between for coaching as well. And so I think that's you know some of the added value is that we, we really try and develop an actual coaching relationship with these individuals rather than just be a gym where they can come and work out. Yeah, so we might not be coaching the the actually like their class or their session, but we will be coaching them uh, in goal setting in like reassessment for movement and then in nutrition and then maybe reevaluating, right? We, nutrition is kind of a moving target. We, we constantly have to reevaluate and see um, what the next step is. I completely understand. That's, that's something I also need a lot of work on. So I I should probably make my appointment now. Uh, (laughs) If someone does want to come in and get started with Fit Alliance here in the, you know, Tigard area, Southern Portland area, how, how do they do that? Good question. Um, I think the easiest way is to get on a phone call. We'll give our our phone number is. um, Five or three. We just changed it. Yeah. It's six, four, seven. You know it. 
4527. Yes, I think okay. myself memorized it. Well, and it's website too. They can go to uh, fitalliance.pdx.com. Uh, but, uh, you know, since we are a service based business, you're going to have to talk to one of us at some point. Um, so, phone call is the easiest. Uh, that way, we set up a free one on one session that we, we just kind of talked about the, the outline of it, how we do the movement assessment. If, if they just want to talk on the phone, that's fine. We can do that too first. Or we could just set up a an appointment to give them a tour of the facility. Really, we're pretty we're pretty open and um, you know realize that we, we want to show people value and that we have something that's going to actually be able to help them before we try and sell them anything. I love the idea of the actual phone call, and it's good that you're focusing on forty and over because millennials don't do phone calls. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's all text and online. Um, so we talked about this a little bit. So how we met was about a year ago, you um, being the founders of Fit Alliance, you hosted a community um, day and fundraiser for Breast Friends. And this year it's coming up on Saturday, October 1st. So all of you locals out there, we would love to see you. But how did you guys find out about Breast Friends and get associated with us? So we're part of the uh, Tiger Chamber of Commerce, and we were the uh, ambassador chairs, which is the ambassadors are a group of volunteers that help support the chamber and put on uh, networking meetings. And so we were the head of that little group for a while. Um, we met Diana Banky. Uh, mm-hmm. at, she was at the chamber. I know yeah. Breast Friends is a member of the Tiger Chamber as well. Yes. And so um, met her and found out about the organization a few years ago. And then... Um, I was part of another uh, networking group, BNI. Allison was uh, in our group. And so um, started to kind of chat with her and hang out with her a little bit more and um, became friends. And and then that was the just the talking back and forth, fostering um, the idea of doing something collaborative together. And um, I mean, I latched on to, to this organization because the... My, I have some cancer in my family and okay. my grandmother was a, a you know, big influence in my life who passed away from breast cancer. And um, it was definitely, she knew about it for about two years that she had a lump in her breast and didn't say anything. And so mm. that uh, could have been prevented. And so, um, you know, any opportunity that I can give back to cancer, but specifically breast cancer, it's something that's near and dear. Um, so I... I appreciate that. My, my grandmother had it three times and passed from metastatic breast cancer. So she, she went through it for gosh, 20 years. Um, but, and that was actually one of my questions is, do you, you know, what's your association with cancer? How about you, Lisa? Is it something that is, has been affected your family and friend group? So my father died from lymphoma, which, um, is unfortunately very treatable, but, um, didn't, I, yeah, probably waited too long circumstances. Uh, I have a girlfriend. She actually is a survivor. She's a breast cancer survivor. Um, she had a double mastectomy and chemo and radiation, um, and then reconstruction. And then, um, not super close to me, but I have a childhood friend that I grew up with my whole life. He, um, his spouse actually went through fertility treatments. And then on the last few weeks of her pregnancy, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so they had to emergency deliver the baby so they could start Mm-hmm. I think she had a mastectomy and then start treatment. And she lived about seven years, but ultimately passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. And there's yeah. really, there's none of us who have not been affected drastically in some way. And obviously my world is breast cancer, but there's so much out there. And 
so with the association with Brush Friends in the past, we're actually doing the community fundraiser again this year, as I mentioned on Saturday, October 1st. So um, tell us what is in store for us this year and, and why we decided to do it again. Yeah, well, I think we decided to do it again. We had a, we had a really great showing last year. We had a lot of people there. Um, we fun. did it all we, in like two months. We put it together in two months last it was, year. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> was a whirlwind. When, little, you're, when you're passionate, you can do anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got it done. We were we were canvassing, going door to door, talking to people, different businesses and getting donations and stuff. But um, we had like 125 people there. It was a lot of fun with the, we had baby goat petting. and I can't wait for the baby goats. Yep. <laughs> They'll be back, back again this year. <laughs> and we have the vodka tasting and the Mexican restaurant is going to... Um, to donate portion of their uh, proceeds to Breast Friends as well. They're in the same parking lot as us. And so um, we raised about $5,000 and I want to see if we can beat it this year. You know, that's, that's, I, I'm a little competitive when it comes to those type of things. Well, so yeah. <laughs> get some more people at the event uh, is the goal and then have some more vendors. We got a lot of cool stuff planned. I'm not going to spill the beans on all of it, but um, give you a little heads up already. You know, the, the, uh, we have, uh, baby goats, vodka tasting, Mexican food, margaritas, uh, we'll have chair massage again, some baked goods, nice. uh, giant inflatables. I think the, the kind of goal of the event though is, is really what's the interesting part for me and, and what makes it kind of fun because uh, the goal of the event or kind of our vision is number one, we want to generate funds for breast friends and we want to support the ladies going through their breast cancer uh, journey. Um, and to do that, we wanted to really make it a true community event. So everybody at this event, all the vendors, everybody participating, it's all volunteer. Everybody's donating their time and their money and um, they're all quality local businesses. And so that's was kind of our, our vision was to generate money for breast friends while having fun, supporting the local economy and it being a true community event where everybody's sharing in the, um, the, the time and the expense of it, right? And, and it worked out the first year. So we're like, let's do it again. I love it. And I actually met quite a few people last year. And, and one of them was my guest earlier this year, Will Eberhardt. He did oh, the, awesome. um, yeah, Will came on and we talked about really, um, well, Perseverance Marketing is his company, but how he literally gives back just because he, you know, he was a um, ambassador for the Real Men Wear Pink campaign and raised money for that. And it, he didn't have breast cancer and yes, men do get breast cancer. We know that just not as often, but I assumed that he had. And so it was a funny story when I was emailing him the, you know, Hey, I can't wait to talk about your cancer. He goes, I didn't have cancer. He's like, I was just a supporter. I'm like, Oh my God, that's an even better story. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he has the perfect MC voice. Yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to get up there with him at some point because we, we could do a whole show. Well, we, we, <laughs> we had a great time on the show together, but it really is important. And my sign off for every podcast is we rise by lifting each other. And there, there's so much competition out in the world and not yourself, Jordan competing to raise more money than last year, but really the world is a better place when we are all helping each other move forward. And, and that's what you guys are doing. Yes, it's your business, but you're helping people who are, you know, need to, to work on their fitness or recover from their injuries or recover from, from cancer. So all of those things are so it's really just helping out everyone. You guys get to enjoy your jobs, which not everyone does. So <laughs> that's, 
that's a really important thing that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And we do, we do uh, take the responsibility. We don't take it lightly because we do know that, that, that uh, physical fitness health and just putting, putting some healthy um, energy towards your well-being, it pays dividends. You know, you can really change your life pretty significantly by changing some of your daily habits. And uh, it's, it's very powerful stuff that we all have control over. And we're super, super grateful that we have the ability to actually make a living doing it and, you know, enjoy um, helping people and, and don't, you know, don't have to go to work every day and, and hate what we're doing. We get to, you know, have fun, like, you know, enjoy all the people and create an awesome community of people that we can hang out with. And, um, you know, everybody kind of shares a, a like-minded mentality of continual progress and pushing forward. Yes. Well, and I imagine that gives you such a feeling of, of pride and actually joy to see people as they improve their health after being with your, in your community. Oh yeah. I think we're just as excited when, when people reach these milestones, these goals they have for themselves. I mean, we're just as excited as they are. It's, it's so fulfilling. We just got a, we have a little megaphone at the gym <laughs> and it's got a siren on it. <laughs> when people yeah. hit, a, hit a personal record on, on an exercise, we put the PR uh, siren on now. So it's kind of fun. Well, that's awesome. Cause it, it allows others to everyone in there to support whoever's hitting their new goal, which is fabulous. Um, so back to fit Alliance, what kind of programs do you offer? Like I've seen a while ago, cause I've obviously follow you on social media, um, fit Alliance people find them on social media and follow, but, um, like about a group for specifically, um, women who like, and I, I can't remember the exact one, but I was like, and I, I missed that on the opportunity, but just like, you know, small group focus, let's, let's do this. And it was kind of like a challenge. Um, so tell us about that or, you know, some of the other programs that you really, um, want to get out there. Yeah. I think that the, I think probably the ad that you saw was our six week, uh, longevity challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really where we discuss, uh, and educate people and practice habits that lead to longevity. Right. So it's not about, um, being as fit as you can, but what are the habits that you want to put in place that are going to help you live your longest life? So that's, that's probably, that's, that's one of the things we do. So we do different challenges throughout the year. And that's probably the one that you saw most recently on social media. And, um, it, you know, the not probably 85 or 90% of our gym, um, are ladies. And so, you know, advertising, to ladies specific, there's very, there's a couple guys, but you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, we actually get some feedback from, from individuals, uh, that are coming in specifically because they like working with other females. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, a it wasn't necessarily intended, um, to be a female only gym, but we kind of are in a way we do have a few guys, but they're all really cool. And, um, you know, most of them are like spouses of, of other members. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're open to any, all individuals, um, but we really, you know, specialize in that, that 40 to 60, but 50 year old women. Um, and so other services, um, the, the six week challenge, part of it is small group training. And so, um, we, we offer one-on-one personal training and we offer small group personal training, which is six people or less per coach. Um, but everybody's got a kind of a customized program that's tailored to them. It's just, um, some people may need a one-on-one setting, um, but a lot of individuals are okay to have a little less supervision. 
a little more autonomy, don't need as much hands-on um, and and one-on-one -on -one attention, and then we can put them into the uh, to the smaller group. And then that really kind of is. I think it's a better long-term solution for a lot of people because of um, the community aspect of it, and it's a little bit uh, more cost-effective in terms of uh, you know investment-wise. So. Um, those are those are the two options that we really have for for training. Or um, it, it's the same, but the environment's different. It's either one on one with the coach or in a small group, and then we offer the nutritional coaching that uh, goes along with all of our memberships in the gym. That was going to be my next question. Like, what else do you offer besides the the fitness? So, um, the nutrition coaching, and also the, really the community that you know. I'm sure with especially. You, that you don't get in a, in a big gym type. Cause I know I've been a member at large gyms a few times and I'm always so intimidated because I, I don't know how to use all the machines. And, you know, the one personal training session they offer does me no good because they show me 10 different things to do. And then I come back three days later. And I'm like, I can't remember anything and I don't know what I'm doing. And I always feel like, Oh, well, they're looking at me. And then I end up not going because I'm so uncomfortable, but I love the fact that you guys are majority, majority female. And it's just, it has to be a much more comfortable space for them to work out and like, Hey, you know, Hey, Hey Betty, I'll see you tomorrow. And that type of thing. It's really the accountability I'm sure is there as well. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Accountability, um, as far as nutrition coaching, right. Looking at, I mean, we look at different aspects. It's not just calories and macronutrients. We look at um, your lifestyle. We look at any kind of nutrient deficiencies. We look at various things. I sometimes will send people for blood work. Like they don't have it all given specific blood work to get done. We might look at food intolerances and then we figure out how we can make something work in their life that is sustainable. There's no, you know, crash diets. There's nothing like that with us. It doesn't, it's not what we're about. We really want something that is sustainable for them. I need to figure out a sustainable way to give up French fries. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like most things I really could give up, but it's, it's the carbs, man. Those are, that's, that's what kills me. I love a good salad, but I want someone to make it for me. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> so at fit Alliance, I know you've mentioned this before, but you've, you definitely have a lot of cancer survivors and who've been there. What kind of stuff have you seen that you've, that you've really been able to help with someone who is say post post treatment, because as like myself, I've had a, a lumpectomies, bilateral mastectomies, reconstruction. I have joint pain and my movement is limited and I do have pain. And what, what do you do and how can you help someone who comes in like that and saying, I just want to feel better, but I have all these restrictions. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think there's things that are specific to cancer that, you know, we can address and, um, those things, you know, have to do more so with, you know, recommendations on frequency and intensity. Um, and if there's any contraindications, uh, because of surgery sites or, uh, you know, precautions due to, to treatment, like current treatments, but for the most part, um, when we look at training, we're looking them at every person as a human being and just, you know, functional capacity as a human. Um, and not looking at necessarily the diagnosis. Now we have to take some things into consideration, but um, you know, there's people without cancer that have aches and pains and we're probably going to treat them very similar, you know, teaching you how to, how to have strategies and skills for certain aches that you might have on a regular basis. 
um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely teach it, uh, self massage and stretching exercises. We have different foam rollers and different tools that we um, use and um, that are easy to and low cost that you can have at home. Um, so we can teach you uh, to be a, a, autonomous. We really want you to be able to do stuff on your own. And so um, during the assessment process, we figure out what are the right exercises for you. That's stretch, massage, strength, um, you need some cardio, uh, and then build out a program from there that's really tailored to you as a human being. So the um, the answer is if you have restrictions from cancer that you know aches or pains and surgery, um, we definitely have strategies to help improve range of motion. You know, and maybe in the shoulder uh, flexion overhead is you know can often be uh, tight and have uh, tightness in the chest and stuff like that. So there are specific stretches that we can utilize. Really, when it comes down to that type of stuff, we have scar tissue, but we need to remodel it. So resistance training is the key. So we can place stresses along the tissue and, and then and basically our tissues will remodel along those lines of stress. So, so explain to me what resistance training is, please. Absolutely. We want to use some type of external force to um, create more tension through our muscles and elicit a change in strength, uh, endurance, or building muscle mass. And so that would be uh, body weight exercises. I'll use an example, you know, a couple of simple examples, like a push-up could be um, resistance training because you're using your body weight and pushing that up um, off of a different surface. And then um, we could do things like weight training with free weights, dumbbells, uh, kettlebells, barbells, that type of stuff would be considered resistance training. If we used um, rubber bands, like elastic uh, resistance exercise bands, or if we used um, machines or a cable machine that has a stack of weight on a pulley system, those would all be considered resistance uh, training exercises. So having some type of external load is really the key um, to improve the muscle qualities. Now, for, for most of us who've been through a, a mastectomy, push-ups would be challenging. So we would have to figure out some ways around that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And so we have modifications. So modifications. Yeah, yes. there's various ways you can do push-ups. It doesn't have to be on the ground with a straight body, right? We have elevated and, and different levels, right, of elevation that we can we can put on. We can, yeah. yeah. You know, on a countertop. Or, you know what, maybe through assessment, we find that push-ups aren't right for you right now. And we just do other shoulder exercises and other upper body stuff. Um, so you know that that stuff usually comes out in the in the assessment process. We're really into into the communication with our clients as well, and um, making sure that they're on board with when we're building out a program because we don't want to do it and say, "Here, this is what you're going to do." We want to build out a program together, and so you know everybody's on board and they feel comfortable with the process that we're doing the right stuff that's actually going to help them. And then we check in. Yeah, I know you mentioned accountability yeah, and uh, we call, we'll call you if we don't see you at a session, if you don't come to class. <laughs> like, um, hi, Joe. Hi, where are you, Mary? When are you coming to class? I had a client message me at like 930 last night. Hey, I'm not going to be there in the morning. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> you, good, you, beat us to it. <laughs> you don't want to call at 545 yeah. a.m. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we have a regular check-in process too. Once a month, we send out a, a survey that you can fill out and um, just let us know how we're doing, how you're doing. And, um, from there, you have an option to sit down with the coach for a few minutes. And then once a quarter we do, so we do that every month and then every third survey is a little bit more in depth and, um, has a, has a mandatory sit down for at least 15 minutes with your coach. So we'll check in with you. We have a monthly process, but we also have a 90 day process of 
how we're checking on that in with everybody and the, you know that's that's how we kind of keep everybody on track in terms of re reaching their goals if their goals change then we know about it and you know a lot of other big box gyms that's not the model they want to just sell as many memberships as they can and hopefully those people don't show up so that they can sell some more so we really focus on creating a community knowing each individual and then producing some good results so we we hold people accountable but also the community does too so if you're in the same kind of around the same time and people haven't seen you in a while you may hear from them okay you may hear from them as well like hey everything okay i didn't see you on wednesday so yeah totally makes sense with the whole community now, have you, can you guys think of an example of someone who has come in, uh, and you say you treated some, um, you know, women with breast cancer who've come in and they've just really challenged and you've watched them over time. Like what, what kind of stuff, um, just any, any, any stories that you can think of about that? I know, totally random. <laughs> no, this is a good one. Yeah. Maybe with Candace. Probably... Yeah. 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 Um, we actually have... I'm sorry. She came in during. Yeah, we had a lady that came in. Um, she's been a long time client. We've working with her for a few years. She came in um, before treatment, and then a little bit during treatment, and then got really serious after treatment. So I believe she had um, a couple surgeries. They they wanted to, they did some radiation first to kind of shrink mm -hmm. the size of the tumor. And then they ended up doing a, a double mastectomy. Do mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And so, but they didn't do, they didn't do it at the same time, correct? No, no. So we worked with her kind of in between the two. Um, and it was a, I think the process for her getting her range of motion back on the second one was a lot better, getting over to full range of motion overhead. Um, we start, it was really like in, in the beginning, um, we had to go see a physical therapist just to talk to him, get an assessment. Usually that's where we start off with people when, we're doing um, acute uh, post rehab or rehab stuff. If, if we're involved in that, I want to have like there's a surgery or incision. We have a physical therapist um, kind of help us out through the process to make sure that we're doing everything right. And so start off with that, get an assessment. Then um, we can handle a lot of the exercise from day to day and then um, kind of work in conjunction with the therapist. So um, start off with just a lot of basic range of motion um, exercises um not really loaded um basically doing things where the arm is supported and you're passively moving through range of motion trying to regain um all the ranges of motion that we're missing so mm -hmm. did an assessment we found out that raising the arm up overhead was a little limited and the rotation of the shoulder inward was a limited um and then we go to work on those making sure that we're not putting a lot of pressure on the incision at this point it was pretty healed for the most part you know we have uh tissue healing phases that we keep into account when we're working with individuals who have just had um, some type of surgery, um, which typically after about uh, three to four weeks, they can start to do some very minor movements after about six weeks, we can, you know, depending on how the, how the inflammation phase goes, um, by, by the time we're around six weeks or so, most of the tissue is okay to start doing some light movements. And it doesn't mean we're, we're like doing a lot of resistance, but um, at that point, we can start going through full range of motion and, um, you know, making the skin stretch a tiny bit. So it starts to put a little bit of pressure along, you know, across the scar. And so um, it was a slow process. It probably took us um, 
I don't know, I, I would say 12 weeks or so to kind of get her back reconditioned to the point where she was doing normal exercises. We started off with all isolation in the shoulder. Um, didn't have any issues with lymphedema, but there are specific strategies that yep. physical therapists um, specialize in lymph massage, but um, lymph massage paired with exercise. And then there's other adjunct therapies, which um, like vibration, for instance, can be a good tool. Um, probably want to chat with a clinician about that before you go start trying it, but yeah, I'm not familiar with that one, but when you're talking about the range of motion issues, I, I remember after my surgery and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, even four or six weeks later, and I can barely lift my hand past my head. And, and now, you know, it's, I'm five years later and I can do all the things, but it definitely did not take me 12 weeks. You know, like, you know, so that, that is incredibly impressive to, to be able to work with someone like that. And, you know, where you're not causing pain or not causing any problems to get them to that point. So it's just another way to show that even during and really close after treatment, that moving your body is so important. Oh yeah. And that was the one thing her oncologist was telling her, like, you got to exercise. And so she would come in, even if she was super fatigued from treatment and, um, would just lay on the floor, we practice breathing exercises. We could do range of motion stuff there. And, you know, it's just, uh, play it your, you know, day by day, just, uh, based on the energy levels. You know? So yeah, it didn't have to be, you know, a strenuous workout. Like it was just, you know, working through those ranges of motion and, and, you know, lying down and, you know, depending on her levels when she came in that day. Yeah. And she's back to doing everything yeah. pretty normal now. I don't think there's any restrictions. So. Yeah. She's doing well. Now tell me about the vibration. What is that? Oh, uh, so it's, um, they have different devices that vibrate at different frequencies and the different frequencies can have certain effects on our, on our tissues and nervous system. And, um, one of the things that vibration can do is just move fluid in our body, right? It's a mechanical wave that's kind of moving fluid. And so with the lymphedema, um, that's basically what's happening is our lymph system isn't good at, you know, moving that fluid and back towards the heart and putting it back into circulation. So it kind of accumulates in the limb. Uh, a lot of times with cancer, if they do surgery and remove lymph nodes, there, there's a risk of having permanent lymphedema in your arm and so there can be just some uh, chronic swelling that's there and so you know doing lymph drainage techniques that you can uh, physical therapists can teach you to do self techniques on that um and then doing so you do some self-massage exercise muscle muscle contractions work really well because um, lymph is a passive system so it requires uh, mechanical movement in order to get it pumping so muscle actions and then vibration um is also another thing that can get the, the movement of the fluid going. And so, uh, you know, there's some research out there uh, that I've read on combining those three in um, treatment for upper extremity lymphedema. Oh. They, had, they had some okay. massage devices. They did in one of the studies that they sent home with the participants and they had them do self-massage with the vibration device. And it seemed to improve uh, range of motion and, and uh, quality of, uh, you know, decreased pain. So quality of life improvement. Love that. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously, you know, helping with breast friends and community events, but what other kind of stuff do you do as, you know, because we, we live in a very a medium sized, small community, but there is a lot of people out there. And I think, as I said, the more we help each other, the better off everyone else is. So what else do you guys do? 
Um, a lot of our time in the community is spent um, with Tiger Chamber of Commerce and um, events that they put on. They, they partner a lot of times with Tiger Downtown Alliance if there's something going on downtown for an event. And so um, any events that they put on were big components of volunteering or, usually. Yeah, volunteering, putting some, some help with uh, Balloon Festival or the, um, the Tiger Music Festival, or the Wine Walk, or you know, all kinds of different events that are involved there. Um, they they do a lot of community outreach and and uh, drives to help support houseless population um, and and uh, other uh, needy groups. So those are, you know, we, I think we have a pretty good reach in that community um, through the different organizations that exist to support those groups within the Chamber of Commerce. So. That's, that's where a lot of our time goes. Um, we're also part of BNI, which is a networking uh, uh, kind of group, but not um, not as community-based as, as, as the, the Chamber, chamber yeah. of Commerce is. Yeah. Perfect. Well, what is up next for you guys? Do you have any big plans or just kind of you're, you're successful with what you're doing, so you're just working with that right now? Um, yeah. What's up next? We are... Um, we just want to continue helping as many people as possible, right? We want to we want to educate people. Um, we want to help people just live their best life and and um, you know be healthy. So that's that is really our main goal. Yeah. Really, and spread spread the importance of taking care of themselves. Now, what if someone is? Um, they're just they're feeling like oh gosh, well this all sounds fabulous, but. I don't know where to begin or I'm, I'm really comfortable on the couch or, you know, but they, in their, in their head, they know they need to do something, but they're not there yet. What would you say to those people to say, get them motivated, whether it's coming to you, if they're local or another organization out there? It all starts with a phone call, right? <laughs> it starts with a phone call. Give us a call. We can establish a coaching relationship, maybe kind of help give them ideas on, on, what would be the right fit for them if they're not local and what, what they're going to be looking for in seeking out a coach somewhere else. Um, figuring out like, you know, I think when people, people look at fitness a little bit different and their health a little bit different, right? If you need your taxes done, you're going to go to CPA. You're, you're not going to, I mean, some people try to do themselves, but um, you know, you're not going to do your own dental work, right? You're going to seek out a professional. So uh, that would be the first thing to do is, is seek out a professional and ask questions. I mean, it really isn't um, by calling and asking questions. You're not committing yourselves. You're just you're just you're, you're learning. You're you're there to learn more about the process and and what what options there are for you. Yeah, and if that if that if you call somebody, that's you know, I mean, really, at some point, if you're looking to get into personal training, you're going to be working with a coach, and so that call should be pretty effortless. You should click with that individual um, and it shouldn't feel pressure or like salesy and they should be curious about you and actually interested in and helping you out. And so, you know, that should be kind of how the interaction goes. And then the next step, obviously you got to go in and check the place out. And even if you're not comfortable, you just let the coach know that you're not ready to make a decision, but you want to take a look at the facility. And so, you know, taking those steps to actually Talking to somebody and going in and seeing a place, I think, is is uh, just gotta. It's a lot. It takes. It can take people a year or more before they decide to actually step foot in the place. So, um, you know, that's that's what I would say is just just pick up the phone, and give them a call. 
make the first step. So I forgot to ask you guys this earlier, give us all the details for the community event that we're doing with, with Uh uh, breast friends and fit Alliance. Absolutely. I know we talked about all the fun stuff, but the date, the time, the location, all that fun stuff. It is October 1st from two to 5 PM. And it's in the parking lot of fit Alliance. So our address it's 15965 Southwest 72nd. So we're on the corner of Carmen and 72nd Avenue. Yeah. It'll Perfect. Be, it's a lot of fun. And what are the hours? Did you already say that? Two to five. PM. Two to five. Okay. Thank you. It's the cancer brain. I hear things. I don't hear things. I can't remember things, but, um, well, I'm definitely super excited to be there for all of to support each other also. And, you know, listeners, if you are local, please come by, we're going to have um, some raffle baskets and, you know, there's the margaritas and the Mexican food and, um, the baby, the wine pole, the baby goats, the, um, oh gosh, the act, the blow up ax throwing, which was super fun last year and the tastings from, um, wild, which I'm a huge wild fan, all, all things wild. Um, and I just can't wait. So tell our listeners how they can find, how they can find you again and follow and all of those things if they're interested in getting started. Yeah. yeah. So the web, web address is fitalliancepdx.com. That is our web address. Our, um, if you want to give us a phone call, if you have any questions, you're welcome to call and chat with us. It's uh, 503-647-4527. You can check us out on Facebook too, if you want to see about some of the stuff we're doing in the community. We usually post a lot of that there. And then if you want to um, hear or read about what other people are, their experiences at the gym, uh, we have some Google reviews that you can take a look at as well. Perfect. Well, Lisa, Jordan, thank you so much for being here today and talking about Fit Alliance and what you all the things you're doing for breast friends and for your members there at the gym, who it sounds like you've really taken a very niche community and are making their everyday better by improving their health and their fitness. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. I know. I, I definitely learned a lot. I want to check out that vibration thing. (laughs) I got one more for you. If you got a a couple, like another minute. Yes, please. So one of the things that I that I wanted to share um, was some research on um, nutrition and um, cancer, breast cancer specifically. Um, the uh, timing of when you eat. I was actually um, there was a study, and it was um, it was done by Ruth Patterson from the Moore's Cancer Center at University of uh, Cal- uh, California San Diego, and um, they did a study on time restricted eating. And they found that if you eat all of your food within about a 12 hour window, that you have a uh, reduced risk of cancer. And so pretty simple to do it, just eat all your food in 11 hours and then don't eat for the other, uh, what, the 13 yeah. hours. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's not that hard to do. Okay. I, I, um, my son, I try to go, we, we eat dinner, you know, five 36 o'clock. And then my son goes to bed and I try to go brush my teeth at eight when he goes to bed. So I don't snack after that, which, which actually helps me a lot. And then in the morning I have my coffee and I usually don't eat till around 10 or 11. So I'm kind of working on my own intermittent fasting schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great strategy. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for that last little fun fact. Anything else you want to share? 
Oh man, I could probably go. On. <laughs> have to have another yeah. one to talk specifically yeah. about exercise and, and okay. Exercise. Well, you know what? We'll have you back in a few months, and we can actually talk about that. So that would be great. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, again, listeners, Fit Alliance, check them out. And listeners, also, if you or a loved one need our services, please visit breastfriends.org and see what our programs can do for you. If you would like to help our mission, please donate. You can do so by on our website. There's a donate button or by texting BF radio to 41444. If you would like to be my guest or a sponsor, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We can be found on Voice America's health and wellness channel, most of the major podcast platforms. And also you can watch our video episodes on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. And if you do that, please subscribe. So we will be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.